Who should you promote from your bench to your starting lineup in week three? Plus, what were our takeaways from the Steelers-Browns Thursday night game? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, folks. Welcome in. I am Kate Majuke of the Gaming Society. And as always, I am joined by Marcus Mosher of Pro Football Focus. Follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast and follow Marcus. Uh, who's literally constantly tweeting out delicious goodness at Marcus underscore Mosher. And don't forget to follow our podcast, subscribe, hit those five-star reviews, like anywhere you're listening, do not miss a beat. Uh, And of course, check us out on YouTube because we've got lots of, lots of shows to help you build the ultimate dynasty roster. We have kicked off week three officially Thursday night football is in the book Steelers Browns. It was a interesting one, Marcus. It was a game. It was football, confirmed. It was was football. Um, Let's start with the Browns, because I think they're the the more exciting thing here. I mean, first of all, how about Jacoby Brissett? How can you not be happy for Jacoby Brissett playing really well? I don't know if there's no really dynasty value here or anything to really talk about other than two QB leagues, super flex. But for me, Kate, I want to talk about Amari Cooper. Because we talked about Cooper over the summer and how you and I, we didn't love Amari in this offense with the Browns, didn't love the fit with Cleveland. We were really worried about how he would look um, with Jacoby Brissett. But to his credit, he's played really well uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, Seven catches for 101 yards and a touchdown against the Jets. Nine catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. And then in week one against Carolina, three receptions for 17 yards kind of a stinker performance however he had like a million air yards in that game he drew a 50 yard pass interference he played really well despite a bad box score i think it's time to consider amari cooper like a locked and loaded wide receiver to the rest of the way i just don't see that changing yeah i mean i he's getting the targets he's getting um quality targets too like the targets you want yep um, and I think the beauty uh, of this is, is that like, honestly, this just kind of confirms what we already knew about Amari Cooper. He's a very talented wide receiver. It's not like Amari Cooper came out of the woodwork, like, I don't know, a Noah Brown. And like, Whoa. there's questions about the legitimate talent. Like, no, Amari Cooper is just a really talented okay. wide receiver. And I do think that the level at which Jacoby Brissett has been playing, um, it's been it's been surprising. Um, I, I think it's been fantastic. Congratulations to Amari Cooper uh, mm-hmm. for being able to, you know, uh, make something of that situation. Now, uh, like we know the sky is the limit. Once we have Deshaun Watson in the lineup, who's a, a better and more aggressive passer than Jacoby Brissett. But I, I have to agree. Amari Cooper seems like a locked and loaded start every week. Yeah. I mean, playing really really well we should also mention nick chubb who frankly might have been the best player on the field last night i mean just an incredible performance by him 23 carries 113 yards and a touchdown uh 
only got one target in the passing game. So if you're in a PPR league, obviously you you knock him a little bit, but he's he's been really good as well. And with the Cleveland offensive line starting to get a little bit healthier, they've got some favorable matchups coming up. It's hard not to get excited about Nick Chubb as well. Yeah, I I think that Nick Chubb, uh, like far and away, looked like the best player on the field. Always doing Nick Chubb things, mm-hmm. uh, like he he just always looks like a tank. And I think that the the nice thing is we have plenty of room in the rushing game. Like Kareem Hunt can still get some of his, but it is overall the Nick Chubb show. And it, I mean this this dude is. Uh, averaging over five yards per carry in his career, which mm-hmm. is just insane. Like that is something that like Hall of Famers uh, have done. So like it, he's playing excellent football. Before we close out the Browns though, I want to talk one more, uh, one more standout. Um, and then maybe just mention uh, the wide, the other wide receivers, not named Amari Cooper, but David Njoku, 10 targets, oh, yeah. nine receptions, yeah. 89 yards, and a score. He looked fantastic. Now, the Steelers' defense, very exploitable uh, in the areas that David Njoku was able to work. I think this was a perfect game plan. And, uh, you know, I, I think he looked fantastic doing it. Does this performance on those 10 targets earn him a greater role and a more consistent role in this offense moving forward? Because if so, mm. probably not. And it's a bummer because we both really like David Njoku's talent. He got to actually have had a bigger game in this one. He had a, a pass right near the goal line uh, that he happened to drop. But yeah, I, I just see him not being somebody that you can trust from week to week. Partly because he is such an awesome blocker. Like, he's really, really developed his blocking ability. And that's why the Browns were comfortable giving him a bunch of money. Well, that's great for the Browns. It's not great for fantasy because he's, he can be on the field a bunch and just not get targets, right? Like, they have no problem at all just giving him three targets in a game, letting him not be a focal point of the offense. <sighs> Maybe things change when Deshaun Watson comes back and they can use him more down the field and on rollouts and stuff. But until then, I think he's just going to be a very low end tight end one, more of a high upside tight end two. Well, that was like an interesting, I mean, you, you bring up the blocking and uh, I thought it was super interesting. Dawson Knox got paid all of that money to become, I think the top six paid tight end in the NFL. And it, really hasn't had much to show for that through two games so far in the season, fresh off that extension. And I just think teams like to do this to make sure that they have somebody that's athletic, they can block and that's reliable when they need them, right? Like in a team like Buffalo, they don't need Dawson Knox all the time, but they get into a big playoff game against Kansas city. That's where you want to have somebody that can terrify defenses a little bit. Yeah. And uh, like, it's these guys that can do it all, but the coaching staff came out and said, like, it's great to have a guy that can fill that need as a blocker. And Mm -hmm. then it can use, be used like a Swiss army knife in that manner. So, um, you know, these, these guys are getting paid and the teams are not afraid to use them in any which way. Yeah. Um, Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones, one catch for 10 yards. David, David Bell. Bell. Yeah, it's just this is going to be an offense where you really only want Nick Chubb, 
I think Kareem Hunt's a nice little flex if you need him. And then Amari Cooper, David Njoku if you're desperate. And that's just about it. But I think once Deshaun Watson comes back, wouldn't be surprised if he helps unlock some of the more complementary pieces on this offense. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Steelers, Kate. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Brightco. Told you guys the story before. I had a, a friend who lost the engagement ring on top of the Ferris wheel. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want to be splattered all over the internet. Luckily, he was not, so good for him. Uh, the guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with, with the best jewelry insurance in the business. These guys at Brightco are absolute geniuses. They've made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever. Just so freaking easy that you can get covered in less than two minutes on your cell phone. You won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable. Bright.co forward slash locked on. We all hate insurance. They've made the buying process super easy. For five bucks a month, you can get total comprehensive coverage, and it won't take you more than two minutes from your cell phone. Check it out at bright.co forward slash locked on. All right, Kate. Um, I'm just gonna give you the floor. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, that's that's rude. That's that's not fair. Well, that's... I mean, let's we can go player by player. Mitch Trubisky's gonna start next week. We don't care. Yeah, it uh super, super interesting. Uh I I mean everybody thought that maybe this was going to be week three was gonna be the week we saw Kenny Pickett. It was not. And then fresh after after the game, we see Mike Tomlin come out and say, like, nope, not even considering it. Like you have to wonder, like, is that an indictment on where he feels Kenny Pickett's at? Cause No. Honestly, no. I think I think they What do you have to lose at this point? His confidence, right? I think they want to make sure that Kenny Pickett, when he plays, is extremely confident and they don't have to dumb down the offense at all. And I just don't think they want to put a lot of pressure on him to feel like he can't make mistakes, right? So I they're think babying they want, him. A little bit, right? Like, I, I, I don't think they want Treating to put him, him with kid, kid gloves. gloves. Yeah. There, Get there. it? Kid gloves? Kenny Pickett wears two gloves because his hands are too small. No, I, I think they want him, when it's finally time for him to play, to go out there and play and not have to worry about I don't want to lose this game for us, right? Like, allow him. You're to always going to have that as an NFL quarterback. You are always going to it's have fair. the pressure of not, like, you're always going to have the pressure that you can lose the game for you. Like, I don't know. You're not wrong. I honestly, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but I, I just kind of think that's where Pittsburgh's at now, where we just want to try to get through maybe midway through the season and then we'll see Kenny Pickett. But, Let's talk about the receivers. Um, Deontay Johnson continues to be somebody that you can trust week to week. 11 targets in this game, eight catches for 84 yards, still looking for a touchdown. Uh, but, I mean, he's just a really good player. He gets open all the time. I don't think you need to be nervous about him at all. Regardless if it's Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, he's going to get his and he's going to be fine, right? My question for you is Chase Claypool. And we'll get to George Pickens in a second. What do you do with Chase Claypool? Because this is somebody who, as a rookie, we are super excited about. And Kate, over the last seven games, Chase Claypool is averaging 26 receiving yards per game. Like, is he almost a borderline droppable in a dynasty league? No. 
no, you do not drop Chase Claypool. Um, I like, I think uh, there's, there's plenty of things in play here. Actually, like as a Steelers fan and as somebody who watched the idiocy of Chase Claypool, like Chase Claypool did not play good football. He did not play intelligent football. Like in the 2021 season, it was, it was really hard to watch uh, because he kept commanding targets. I actually think from a, a look perspective, like just purely an eye evaluation. I think Chase Claypool looks to have matured a little bit uh, this off season. He looks like a smarter wide receiver uh, as he's taken the field this year. So I think he has all the physical tools. I think he's seen some development in terms of what, uh, like what he can do to be a good team wide receiver. Uh, Will it translate for fantasy? I'm not, I, I'm not willing to bank out on that until we see a change at the quarterback position and a change at the uh, of the offense, Marcus. Like, I don't think it can be understated how bad Matt Canada has been uh, offensive coordinator for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I think he's been atrocious. I mean, the play execution, like we can say that, you know, Mitch Trubisky isn't looking down the field, et cetera, et cetera, but – I mean, how many third down attempts uh, have we seen the Steelers throw behind the line of scrimmage? Like designed screen plays when you've got like, you know, you're third and 10, like designing a a screen play, like a very obvious screen play over and over and over again and throwing behind the line of scrimmage. Like that's all the OC. Like. I, I think they're limiting their scoring opportunities because of uh, the offense, because of the quarterback. Um, and I think that those things aren't permanent. I'm still sticking with the flashy Chase Claypool that we've seen before, because I do think that part of this, again, stems to the quarterback, stems to the offensive coordinator. I'm willing to buy low because I think you could buy him extremely low right now. Uh, if you're the Chase Claypool manager, uh, can I offer you a second for him? I would take a second for Chase Claypool right now. Would you take a third and um? That's that's a third and David Bell and a third. Uh, I'd probably go Claypool. That's probably the tipping point for me. Okay. It, the, the hard part is Kate. We just it's been a long time since you've felt comfortable playing Chase Claypool in your lineup. So if if we're, we're almost at a 17-game stretch now, look, here we go. Stats from the last 14 games. Chase Claypool is averaging 42 receiving yards per game and .1 touchdown, just one total touchdown in his last 14 games. We're getting to a point now where his value in Dynasty Leagues is almost all based on what he did as a rookie and really what he did like a two-game stretch against Philadelphia and Cleveland where he scored four touchdowns and had 200 yards. Yeah, it, honestly, that sounds like Chase, or that sounds like how we're evaluating CD Lamb as the wide receiver three. Whoa, right now. whoa! Oh, I, different. <laughs> uh, I'm just here to attack you. Uh, I, I'm getting defensive. Uh, I'm That's okay. Standing my ground. Can, can I light when. Let's let's get excited about somebody else. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. George Pickett. But I do like. I Go. think like let's. 
let's go back to, again, this offense has been a, like Marcus, you mentioned that long span of games. Like that's, that's kind of like when we've seen this offense struggling the most, like I, I don't think you can eliminate the challenge uh, that this offense has had uh, in that span. I don't think you can properly evaluate Chase Claypool in that time span based on what the offense is doing. Like I, I don't disagree. The offense is dreadful, Kate. And I I don't know when it's going to get better. I mean, say goodbye to Matt Canada. I, I mean, I thought that was pretty obvious after last year, but apparently it's not. Um, That's what the Steelers just get content to make their crappy decisions and sit with them. Like it, it, the Steelers are a very weird team in that regard. I think so since 2019. Okay. Pittsburgh is 25th in points per game. Um, it teams behind them, Panthers, Broncos, uh, commanders, bears, giants, Jags, jets, all have changed their coaches. Yep. Yeah. Um, George Pickens. I mean, an incredible catch last night. We And we can oh. talk about the catch. But the problem is still the usage, right? Like we saw one downfield target to him. He made maybe the catch of the year. It was a 20-yard gain. Oh, excuse me, a 36-yard gain. Okay? 36-yard gain. He finished with three for 39. When is the breakout coming? I, I can't tell you that. And like my caution for George Pickens uh, is similar to my caution for Chase Claypool. Like love, love, love the player, love the flashes that we've seen so far, similar to the way that I've loved the flashes we've seen from Chase Claypool, even though it feels like it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but how much are you going to really put your trust and faith in this offense? I don't know, dude. Like, through two games, 12 targets, five receptions, 65 yards. And, I mean, this dude has been kind of like a walking highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And he's still not uh, getting, like, executed into this game plan. Um, I mean, overall, forty, uh, almost a 42% catch rate. Like, that's not great. Low passer rating when targeted, just uh, a passer rating of 60. That's not good either. Like, the the good thing I, is, I mean, you can see the talent, and this is where like easily. I differ. I differ from Jace Claypool. I think Claypool is a fantastic athlete. I think Pickens is just a more natural football player, and I think eventually, listen, I don't think Matt Canada is going to survive George Pickens' whole career in Pittsburgh, or at least we're hoping not. Right? My God, I hope not. <laughs> I think at some point, Kenny Pickett. Whoever they bring in as the offensive coordinator is going to be able to unlock George Pickens because he's kind of a rare talent, right? So I, I, I'm just – I'm more willing to wait and be patient here than I am with Chase Claypool. I think that's fine, but I, I still think the principle stands for both of them. Like, I think if you're going to be patient on George Pickens and maybe perhaps you're much more patient – uh like, I think that's fine, but I also think we need to apply that same line of thought to Chase Claypool because we have seen the flashes. Again, it's been a while, but it's been a while since we've seen a capable offense uh, in this this system. And uh, that's just me. Yeah. Um, the ADPs were pretty close this summer between Pickens and Chase Claypool. 
starting to separate themselves a little bit. Pickens startup ADP 62, oh, sorry, 76.6. Uh, Chase Clay pulled down to 85. Um, still a little closer than I thought. I mean, the interest, I like after that catch, uh, Pickens is going to continue yeah. to climb without yeah. a doubt. And the, the tough thing though is like, I, I can't foresee being able to start Pickens in any sort of consistent fashion uh, throughout. Like he had the catch of the year and still posted nothing for your fantasy teams. I think it's going to be a while before we're able to plug him into your lineup. So that is my only caution uh, yep. with drafting Kenny Pickett or trade or Kenny Pickett uh, drafting George Pickens or like trading for George Pickens. Like, you either need to be in that full rebuild mode where you're being fully patient yep. or you need to have enough depth that you can stand to leave him on your bench. Uh, you know, I think it's safe to assume for this season and maybe we see uh, if that, that changes mm-hmm. before the end of this season. But I think that's how you have to plan in your head. All right. Don't disagree. Uh, all right. Let's do my absolute favorite segment of the week. It's promotion commotion. But before we do that, I want to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, we've had some uh, great success with promotion commotion through the first two weeks. I have a feeling we're going to do just as well this week. So who are you promoting from your bench into your starting lineup? All right, I'm I'm going back to the well of Patriots wide receivers for Nelson Aguilar. I'm uh, I'm okay, very this impressed. This is good. I'm very impressed with Nelson Aguilar, and I actually think like we saw Jacoby Myers kind of steal the show. Uh, 13 catches, 150 yards, like looked really solid in Week Two. But I think everybody's just kind of neglecting Nelson Aguilar, and I want to give him some more love. Nine receptions, 138 yards, so just 12 fewer yards than Jacoby Myers, and he has the score on the season, uh, averaging an 81, uh, almost 82% catch rate, nearly a perfect passer rating when targeted. Like, he's he's performing extremely well. He's running a lot of routes. Like, uh, if you're going to be targeting a wide receiver uh, in the Patriots system, I think it should be Nelson Aguilar, and... I mean, against Baltimore, I mean, mm-hmm. we saw like, I don't, I don't expect this offense to do uh Tua type things, but I do think that like their secondary is banged up. Um, I, I think it's going to take them time to get back to a hundred percent. And I think there's a lot of opportunity here, uh, especially if Baltimore is able to keep scoring points. Uh, I think that they're going to be in a position where they need to throw the ball and I'll take Nelson Aguilar as the wide receiver one on this team, I think, any day. And we should also mention uh, Jacoby Myers, who led the team in snaps last week, not expected to play this week with a, with a knee injury, Kate. So that's why I'm picking Devontae Parker this week hey! for my promotion commotion. Listen, uh, Parker's not been great. He's got 
one catch for nine yards in the season. I get it. You know I who's been it. great? Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar's been awesome. Here's why I'm uh, I'm not going to be chasing Aguilar's points a little bit. He had one awesome touchdown in this game, but the reason why I kind of like Parker this week against the Ravens, he had the second most snaps on offense last week uh, for the receivers. He played 52 snaps. I would think that's going to stay about the same, if not go up a little bit with Jacoby Myers. And I just think he's been a little, you know, wondering about his role in the offense. Maybe this is a, you know, a squeaky wheel gets the the grease type of situation or the oil, whatever the phrase is. I think this is the week that Devontae Parker has like five for 50 in a touchdown. And if you are in desperate need of a receiver, because maybe you had Mike, uh, Mike Evans, who was suspended. Maybe you drafted Chris Godwin. Maybe you drafted Michael Gallup. I, I, I think this is a a nice time to insert him in your lineup. I I mean I think that's interesting uh because I like I think the opportunity is there but I think that um actually Marcus I don't know if you have the latest batch of ADP. I'd be curious as to where these two fell uh in terms of their dynasty startup ADP cuz uh, I'm going to venture to say that they're probably not that far off and I would actually venture to say that Nelson Aguilar was probably drafted behind Devontae Parker. Uh, so <laughs> I had to guess. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, uh, not in the top 123 of receivers on Dynasty League football. <laughs> Devontae Parker's overall ADP, 176. All right. Okay. Well, that. So you um, can, these guys are free, right? Like you can go get them. Most, most likely Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar on your waiver wire. I think we need to have a little a little bet. You've got Aguilar this week. I've got Devontae Parker. What, what do you think? Um, I think we should bet for okay. sure. Um, and I just checked the sleeper uh, sleeper app here, rostered in just thirteen percent of your dynasty league. Cool. So he is available. Uh, let's check in on Devonte uh, Devonte Parker. Uh, see what his status is. Uh, rostered in thirty three percent. So both of these guys are. Um, probably available uh so let us know who you're siding with uh locked on community if you're putting in a claim for one of these players let us know which one it is uh so we can uh, validate our our picks here but what should we bet marcus i don't know a, a box of built bars yeah a twitter avatar bet oh okay. i think i think maybe for a day okay all right okay. uh okay i like it uh all right let's um Let's do you have another one? I've got one more if you if you don't have one. Uh I've got one, but I'm Drop. I'm curious to hear yours. Uh the Buccaneers and Packers play this week. I don't know if you knew that. That's kind of a big game. Rodgers yeah. against Brady. Point totals really, really low this week on Bet Online. Still, you think these offenses are gonna get going at some point, but let's uh They have no wide receivers. Well, that's what we're gonna talk about <laughs> with the Buccaneers. So no Mike Evans, probably no Chris Godwin. Probably no Julio, and even then, maybe a compromised Julio. So, who does that mean is going to be the number one receiver for Tampa Bay? Kate, do you know? Jalen Darden. No, uh, Scotty Bleeping Miller. I, I think oh, Scotty Miller caught three passes last week. He had eight targets. We know this is somebody who has played with Brady for a few years now. I wouldn't be afraid at all to play him this week as a flex. I think he's going to have one of those. 11 targets for six receptions for 60 yards and maybe a touchdown. You can stretch the field a little bit as well. Playing Scotty Miller this week. 
I think that's fair. Uh, the only question that I have, uh, we did have Scotty Miller on the injury report this week. Interesting to see like what his, uh, the, the sort of final ruling is he's, I guess, managing a calf injury. So only thing to be cautious about there, but like, I think they're at the point where they, they kind of need to be like, all right, Scotty, like, is it, is your leg going to fall off? If not get into the game, you're playing like Brady doesn't care. You're, you're, (laughs) unless you physically can't move, you're playing. Yeah. Like, and we'll amputate your leg pregame if necessary, if that'll get you onto the field. Uh, Like if this calf is that bothersome last but not least, I want to talk about Chris Moore wide receiver for the Houston Texans who, uh, has been primarily playing outside of the slot or inside of the slot, sorry, uh, and gets the Chicago Bears, who, I mean, like, this is a dream matchup, yeah, honestly, yeah. for uh, everybody involved in the the Houston Texans. I think uh, Brandon Cooks is a must start this week, but Chris Moore, I would not be at all surprised to see if he had a big day going up against Bears corner Kyler Gordon, who has a lot of league high 164 receiving yards in the slot coverage, literally for a perfect like a passer rating, like perfect, allowing a perfect passer rating in the slot. Marcus, he is allowed to catch on 13 of 13 of his targets in slot coverage and two touchdowns. Like it's, it's absolutely nuts. And now we have uh, Chris Moore, who's been playing primarily out of the slot I think uh, it's it's interesting. We see that uh, we're getting uh, for Kyler Gordon three point seven snaps per target, which is incredibly low. So for mm-hmm. every three point seven snaps he's playing, offenses are targeting him. That means that offenses are going after this guy, like, uh, and I for very good reason. Apparently, I think that's going to continue this week. And Chris Moore, um, probably like going to be. Uh, in you know any of my lineups where I'm uh, maybe having to deal with the injury bug, but sure. DFS too. I think this is a very interesting play uh, that that has some high upside this week in this matchup. I just realized that I wagered my Twitter account I avatar on Devonte freaking Parker. Devonte yep. Parker, why did I do this to myself? But it's, <laughs> uh, I, I like that Chris Moore. By, by the way, that, that's if you're in a really deep league. But should also mention, Houston's got a lot of injuries at tight end right now. No Brevin Jordan. Farrell Brown might not play. So they might just have to use more receivers in this game, which could be more targets for Chris Moore. So great, great call I, by you. I don't even think it's that deep of a play, Marcus. Like, no. say, you, say you've got a uh, – like, he's he's literally rostered in 0% of leagues. Um, so go – if you are having to deal with injuries – in your dynasty lineup. I mean, it's I very, think this is a perfect plug and play. Yeah, I mean, very realistic that you could have drafted Mike Evans and Michael Pittman as your top two receivers, and now all of a sudden you're scrambling, right? So yep. I, I, I agree. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you would download the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Uh, we will be back on Monday to talk about week three. Preview that awesome Cowboys-Giants Monday Night Football game. Maybe just Ooh. a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, follow Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Make sure you check out her work at the Gaming Society. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy week three. We'll see you guys next time.